Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I'll start you off with an easy one today. From our Asher Record Service Company, Life in Feedback, Dylan says, Trey, what is the likelihood of Walker White flipping within the next year? Uh, 10%. Ooh, not very, not high, very I good. Think. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's super high. Um, not high at all, huh? No, I think that... Uh, you know, he was taken aback by Auburn. I think it maybe surprised him a little bit just talking with people close to him. And, um, yeah, I think it's probably uh, probably a long shot. But you never know. I don't want to close the door on it. That's why I leave 10% open. But uh, you know, I just think the, the way the situation unfolded, it's not like, um, you know, Dan Enos you know, coming in and he just got a late start. He's got some time to make up. I mean, Hugh Freeze technically got a late start because he's the new coach at Auburn. So uh, I think Auburn's just is where he wants to go. And, you know, I know that obviously their family's going to support him 100%. It's probably, you know, pulling at him a little bit. I can't imagine because they are, you know, big Razorback fans and, you know, in this community. And, uh, you know, we've mentioned his uh, grandfather, John Reese, played for the Hogs. His uh, uncle, John Aaron Reese, uh, played for the Hogs. And um, his brother, John David, played for the Hogs. So he's got a lot of connections at Arkansas. Uh, but sometimes we just see guys go there a different way. I mean, look at the Mannings, you know. Um, they all went to different schools except for Archie and um, and his dad. So, um, or excuse me, Archie and Eli, um, his son. But, uh, yeah, I just – I always wonder how those dynamics work, you know, when you're, uh, you know, you grow up, you're, you know, probably your season ticket holders, you always cheer for the Razorbacks, you cheer for some school, and then you have a son or daughter who grows up and, you know, they're athletically gifted and they end up going to a rival school. <laughs> I mean, just obviously family is first, but, you know, the things with, with the Razorbacks, like you never, you can't cut ties with Arkansas. You may say you're fed up and, you know, all this stuff, but you can't, like, attempts I've seen of people trying to drop Arkansas because they're frustrated and try to pick up another team, it just doesn't last. It's like, um, <laughs> you know, like you, you, your relationship with your marriage or something uh, is probably yeah. more likely to end than your relationship <laughs> to your favorite sports yeah. team. I don't know why that is, but you cannot you cannot cut loose of that that connection you have to your favorite sports team. I don't it's no matter how frustrated you get. And for him, who knows what turned him on? I'll just share, it's been a long time ago. I grew up in the state of Oklahoma. But I thought the hogs on the helmets were about the coolest thing going. And that's when I became a Razorback fan. And then, through, I'll give God credit for everything. Forget me here. but mm-hmm. uh, And it's been a lifelong thing. There might be something about Auburn that has appealed to him since he was young. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's just stuck with it. We we just don't know. Kids grow up differently, and they they build different interests. 
Yeah, and I mean, I know their family. They're all very strong in their faith, too. And, yes. Um, you know, Hugh Freeze definitely, um, you know, espouses that. Yeah. Um, and that's possibly something, too, that, you know, that played a big role in it. Possibly, although Sam Pittman's a pretty dynamic Christian, too. Sure. We kind of went over this the other day, Trey, and that was the top in-state prospects. And one name that I want to bring up in particular is Courtney Crutchfield. He is a wide receiver receiver. down at Pine Bluff. Now, we use the term blowing up quite often in regards to basketball. But it seems like once Courtney finally got that first Power 5 offer, He's just taken off. Uh, I love Charleston Collins, the big defensive lineman for Little Rock Mills. And I think many could argue that Walker White may be the number one player in this class. But mm-hmm. at the same time, man, uh, I just love Courtney Crutchfield. And I, I, think I tried to use the comparison the other day, maybe a little bit to a Traylon Burks, and then you quickly pointed out, He's not as big uh, as Traylon was, but, boy, he is is putting together quite a list. The other name that I don't know that Trey, is he he kind of maybe still a little bit underneath the radar, and that's T.J. Lindsey, the defensive lineman from Bryant? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Crutchfield's definitely blowing up. I love to see Pine Bluff, too. Pine Bluff, it seemed like every other year forever, you know, they would – produce a Razorback and yep. uh it's it's been kind of quiet there obviously Simeon Blair was from Pine Bluff uh, he actually came to Arkansas as a walk-on uh, but Pine Bluff is always produced uh, at least back in the day I, I mean we might have to throw it back to the 90s you know when that kind of started tapering off but uh, good to see a guy coming from from Pine Bluff uh, like that because it was such a hotbed for talent. But he's picked up a ton of offers, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU. I mean, just he's got a lot of them. Um, I don't think we have him ranked. We only have four guys ranked right now. I'm not sure why we have just four. But uh, And Walker White, as you mentioned, is number one. T.J. Lindsey is one of those, though, Randy. He is ranked uh, the fourth best prospect in the state. He might be even better than that. I mean, it's so hard to find um, – Big dudes uh, on the defensive line, and uh, and Lindsey goes six four two seventy five. Uh, Charleston Collins six four two fifty seven. Who you mentioned, um, you know, a couple of defensive linemen inside the state of Arkansas that you would obviously love to hang on to both of those guys, sure. uh, because it's as we said many times, the good Lord did did not make a lot of six four you know potential three hundred pounders that can you know move and fast twitch and all that stuff. So. Uh, those are definitely a couple of guys to keep an eye on and, and guys that you would definitely covet. Uh, the other guy in the state that's among the top four would be Braylon Russell, who was once committed to Arkansas, four-star running back. Uh, he's at Benton now, uh, but four-star running back. And uh, feels like Arkansas is, you know, kind of, you know, usually when a guy decommits from a school, it's hard to pull him back in. I, I see that happen more. You know, you used to say back in – um, you know, probably pre-2010 or so, you just, if a guy decommitted from you, 
you had like a zero chance of getting him back. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a zero percent chance on Braylon Russell. He's been back to the University of Arkansas. Um, and I don't think that some were talking like, you know, Walker White and Braylon Russell go to Auburn together, but I don't, I don't think Auburn was in his, his last, uh, cut list. So, um, doesn't look like that would happen, but, uh, it's a good looking, it's a good looking crop overall inside the state. I think they've offered eight players so far from inside the state. And that's, you know, you look at last year, that wasn't even close to that. So, um, pretty high rate of offers going out inside the state right now. Trey, can you remember the reason why or were the reasons given why Braylon decommitted from Arkansas? I think he probably – I don't know. This would just be speculation 100%, so anybody listening just know that. But uh, he did commit extremely early, <laughs> extremely early, and probably just wanted to see what other options are out there, you know. Well, <laughs> He's got quite an offer list if he wanted to find out who who all really wanted uh, to pursue his services. Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Baylor, Purdue, Kansas, Kansas State, Cincinnati. That's a pretty impressive list, uh, if you ask me. Uh, what about C.J. Brown, the wide receiver from Bentonville? I mean, he put together a fantastic season. Uh What's uh, do, you, do we have an idea what's going on with uh, C.J. Brown? Another guy with an Arkansas offer, six one one eighty five, who has picked up a good number of offers. Also, I, I don't I don't know if, like if he's close to making a decision or anything, but um, you know he's just another guy in the class who's got an Arkansas offer, um, one of the eight. So it's a it's a strong group, no question. I like Vinny Waters too, big offensive lineman down in Malvern. He's a he's a potential dandy. And then there is uh, Austin Dindy talking about uh, reaching back into Pine Bluff. Uh, he was most recently offered by Missouri, and uh, uh, but he's six two one ninety four, running back athlete, and uh, can't have enough athletes. Uh, at least that's my thinking. Can't have enough athletes. But yeah, and you know, if it's Walker White or it's somebody else, I, w- I think that Arkansas is going to, you know, end up bringing in a quality quarterback. You know, you'd like to think that they would bring in a four-star type of talent at quarterback, regardless if it's White or or somebody else. Michael Hawkins was very close to committing when when Browse was at Arkansas. In fact, I think he would be Arkansas's quarterback commit in the class right now, if Browse was still at Arkansas. Um, you know, so I think probably maybe when you know another way and, and kind of like white maybe better i don't i don't know that 100 percent, but it seemed like the attention swayed a little bit when enos came in um but typically what arkansas finished 22 in recruiting it's hard to finish 20 it's hard to finish for arkansas in the top 25 when you don't have a strong in-state crop mm-hmm. it's it's hard to do and so uh this year they do have a strong in-state crop and you know um Depending on what happens with White, again, I still think they'll sign a, a highly regarded quarterback. You know, you hope you can get the other ones that they offered inside the state and then do some damage outside the state. You know, they've they've got a five-star visiting next month, early next month. You know, they've got starting to, to line out a lot of nice visits. Um, the key for Arkansas is going to be getting through this schedule that's coming up. And we talked a little bit about that, how you, know, you get the three games at home 
opening in Little Rock and then, you know, two games at home, and then it's four straight weeks away from Arkansas, you know, in the SEC. Mm. Uh, if they can get through that stretch and come out with a positive record, um, you know, you'd like to think that things can get toxic pretty quick when they start losing. I'm not telling anybody <laughs> stuff they don't know. Um, but, you know, Pittman, he, he doesn't need to have, you know, a season like they had last year. Not that it was a bad season. And I've always said the measuring stick for Arkansas football should not be 2018, 2019. However, we do have to keep in mind that it was not that long ago where Arkansas might have been the worst Power 5 football program in the country over those two-year stretch. Um, if they weren't, uh, the conversation isn't worth having. They were just terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, things can get toxic pretty quick if you don't win, and it's just the way things are these days. So if they can pull through and, and put together a solid season, especially early on, um, then uh, they have a chance to have a really strong recruiting class. They had a really strong one last year. Guys, you remember how much we talked last year about uh, Arkansas being ranked? Um, you know, they were they were in the top five for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. then in the top ten for a long time. They ended up 22nd. We, you know, always pointed out that, hey, they're not going to finish, you know, where they're, you know, at, at that spot. But the point was that they had never been ranked as – uh, where they were and I think they ended up tied for second all-time uh, highest recruiting class at Arkansas it's the highest ranked recruiting class in Sam Pittman's um, time at Arkansas highest average recruit ranking mm, I think it's maybe second highest average recruit ranking in this past class so um, they're headed in the right direction in terms of you know having better ranked classes each year that he's been there but you know again a solid in-state crop. You do some damage out of out of the state, and you have a chance to to have a really solid group. This is uh, off the subject, so to speak. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Colorado, under new head football coach Dion Sanders, not only are they signing a top twenty-five recruiting class currently hold the number one transfer class in all the country. Hmm. They have sold 30,013 spring football game tickets. Hmm. That may not sound like that big of a deal. I'll bet they've never had more than 3,000 at a spring game in Colorado. (laughs) Seriously. Not since, uh, probably not since Rashawn Salam and Cordell Stewart. Grace yeah, Field, thirty years ago. Yeah, right. All right. Colorado. They had a ten-win season not long ago. It's just an outlier season, but you know they 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 struggled as a football program for a long time. Colorado counted a total of thirty thousand four hundred and fifty fans who showed up for free for the last seven spring games combined. Last year, a grand total of nineteen hundred and 50 attended the spring game <laughs> and thus far they have sold 30,013 tickets pretty impressive well, the record i'm just looking it up Folsom uh, field uh, their their stadium it's a 50,000 seat stadium the the record attendance is 54,972 so um 
you know, they might, <laughs> they're on 20000 from selling the whole thing out. So, I mean, Dion's no question made a splash there. I mean, there's, there's no way that Colorado football under almost anybody else that could have been hired there would generate the buzz no. that, that he has generated. No. And there's no way that they would have the number one ranked transfer class in the country without Deion Sanders. I mean, I don't care who they would have hired. And we'll see We'll see how everything that, um, you know, he doesn't have a ton of experience as a coach. He just has, how many years was he at Jackson State? Two years? Two years. Two years, yeah. And, I mean, before that he was just, you know, coaching camps and stuff. And, you know, before that he was, you know, NFL network. Um, so he doesn't have a ton of experience being a coach. But obviously had success um, at Jackson State and, We'll see how it turns out. He's certainly getting the athletes. That's a big part of it. And on three sports, pick their top ten running backs in college football for 2023. And this is not in any, I guess you could say, particular order, but I do tend, at least I do, Trey, when it has number one beside a person's name, and there are 10 others. I don't know if I count them as, this case, Blake Corum out of Michigan being the top running back by on three's opinion. But number four on the list is one Rocket Sanders. He is rated the fourth on this list. I'm guessing Quinshawn uh, Judkins is two or three. Who yeah. else is in there? Yeah, it's got definitely – Judkins is number two. Out of Ole Miss, then number four is uh, Rocket Sanders. Who's number three? five? Jarquez Hunter by way of Auburn. No. They are expecting several quality backs to come out of the SEC this year. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow.